Hello, I'm Justine Willis-Toms. Today I'm hosting Dr. Jean Shinoda Bolin. She's the author of Artemis, The Indomitable Spirit in Every Woman, and also her 30-year anniversary of Goddesses in Every Woman. Jean, welcome to the New Dimensions Cafe. Thank you. I would suggest that in these times, in these what I would call, in what you have named uh, threshold times, uh, we 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 need to persevere with what is right and good. So, how can the myth of Artemis help us to in that persevering through in these times? The myth really helps a person to see in the myth aspects of themselves and embrace it and say, this is who I am. And I get it that when I stand up for the things that matter to me, when I would rather be out in the wilderness and uh, serving to rescue animals, that I am doing something that is deeply important to me. So the the value of of Artemis is that it really affirms women who are active in their lives uh, as environmentalists, as as women who are, are working for justice. Because from the time a little girl is two or three or four and says, it's not fair, or protects her pet from a bully, uh, she is being Artemis. So if she sees herself in this image of this goddess of the hunt and goddess of the moon, and she realizes that she has certain gifts that come from identifying with this archetype. She has a gift of focus on a a distant target, aiming for it and getting there. So if you're going to set out in the world to achieve something, boy, if you have this archetype in you, you maybe some other people might say you have a one-track mind because you're focused on this goal, but you achieve it because you've got the help of this particular goddess archetype. Now, Jean, I'm reminded, I, I, I think of you as an Artemis type, or at least that's a strong archetype for you. I've known you for many, many years, almost 40 years now. <laughs> right. I've seen you through a lot of different cycles. And and um, one cycle in particular I want to bring up because you your Artemis came out so firmly, and it was about a tree in your yard. Now, in this story that I want you to share a bit with our listening audience, you weren't successful in saving the tree, but you had some other gifts came to you in in that whole uh, cycle. So can you talk about that a bit? Well, this, this beautiful Monterey pine tree was in front of my house, and I always thought about it as my tree, but I live in a, a, um, a homeowners association where commons is everything but the, the 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 footprint of the house practically so the tree though it was in front of my house was uh on commons and someone who felt that it interfered with her view could lobby to have it cut down well i tried to save it i lost Oh, and I was with you every step of the way, and <laughs> your circle of women were with you, and we went, you know, I mean, you put forth a real Artemis fight. 
and 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 I lost. And you lost. And I was it was cut down. Uh, due, it was due to be cut down when I went to the UN Commission on the Status of Women, and I was there on a panel with Gloria Steinem. And I knew when I came back that the tree, this beautiful beloved tree, would be cut down. And I I told the saga uh, to to Gloria who said, Jean, remember you are a writer, and a writer can't have the last word. <laughs> so that stuck as a seed, and I came back, and in the process of mourning for the tree and learning about this particular tree and what it did on its particular ecological uh, around it, and and I moved into that whole realm of an Artemis side of myself that before had loved things like trees and nature, but hadn't never took a botany class. I mean, I was out there going to medical school, which, by the way, isn't... If you're an Artemis, you can do it a lot easier than somebody else because it's a long effort. But you you stay focused on it. If this is what you want to do, you do it. Mm -hmm. And so Artemis helps that. Well, I ended up writing not an angry book, but a book that was deeply connected to all kinds of things. It it was called um, Like a Tree, How Trees women and tree people can save the planet. And I learned in my pursuit of what a tree does, I just learned so much about how the trees in the Amazon and and in the Northern Hemisphere are the lungs of the earth, uh, what we owe to trees uh, on so many levels. And, and so this is how I do what I do. I, I have a number of books on a number of subjects and each of them sort of got came from some passion that I got involved with. And then I, I I learned more and I put roots into the subject deeper. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then, then I share, share it. it. And then, then I share, share it. And I remember at the end of all of that, and I think the book was out by that time, um, we, your, your circle of women, and I was privileged to be one of those women who came, and we instituted and, and installed... A bear on the <laughs> yes, stump. Yes. Where a carved bear on the stump. And that kind of goes back to Artemis. The bear, especially the mother bear, is the symbol of the protective attitude of Artemis. Artemis, uh, you know, a mother bear, you don't mess with the cubs. Well, the ferocity of, of passion for defending uh, a child, a mother, a, a a tree. Uh, there are all kinds of different reasons of lo- loving something, and this is what I'm, I'm about. This kind of activism is based on what you love. It's what Alice Walker wrote about in her wonderful title, "Anything You Love Can Be Saved." Now that isn't always true. Like I couldn't save the tree, but to go with that energy of what I love, I will battle to save it. That is so Artemis. And in, in in doing that, in going back to the to the bear, I'm I'm thinking of a dream that you mention in your book, Artemis, the indomitable spirit in every woman. Uh, a woman had some uh, ailment, and she had a dream of a mother bear, a dream of a bear, and it took her on. Oh, a trip her, to <laughs> Alaska. Can you can you talk about <clears throat> dreams and how they can inform us and how this works? It's worked not out for just her. dreams. It's 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 an impulse that you don't understand that is so deep in yourself that you can't seem to get away from it. And Helen Stolfus uh, 
started doing some active imagination, and it led to this 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 the the bear kept coming into her mind into imagery and uh in pursuit of that image she went to alaska on what what to denali national park on what was really a pilgrimage and sort of like what it what does your soul need that you have an an impulse to to go towards and what she did in the whole process, and it's a longest story, so to condense it, it, it had to do initially with her infertility and why. And then her going and being involved in this whole study of bears, she got it, that, that the digoxin that may be responsible for the endometriosis that prevented her from having a baby was also affecting the bears. She came around to uh, writing a send word bear mother, a one woman, uh, a uh, performance that is a film that involves real bears. So this is where passion takes you one step at a time. It is also what I I could see in in Cheryl Strayed when she had this urge to walk the Pacific Crest Trail and wrote about it in Wild. And the that's impulse. thousands of miles. It is. It is. You know. And then there's another woman, Elizabeth Danu, who did the same similar thing in between in the wilderness phase, in the phase in between when you are no longer who you used to be and you don't know what you're going to be doing next, what if an impulse comes along and you cannot discharge it and say it's nothing and you actually follow through with it? Well, these three women are wonderful examples of what happens when you do that. So Elizabeth uh, had had the idea that she would bike from um, Seattle to San Diego and she tells how difficult it was until she really had you have moments of truth on the, your journeys and you have to recommit or stop and I think that's a wonderful thing to learn too and then when you make it all the way through it actually is like a myth of your own that you can draw from later so later when when Elizabeth was going undergoing or maybe this is 15 years later 10 15 years later really difficult chemotherapy for uh, inflammatory breast cancer, she remembered in the throes of how, I mean, it was a a terrible chemotherapy, but she was going to stay alive for her young children. She was bound and determined, and she remembered the journey she was on, and she remembered herself at a point where she was about to give up because it was so hard. The wind was was bicycle The bicycle trip. And she had too much weight it, on, she's carrying too much weight, the wind was blowing too hard. And she stopped for a moment thinking she would quit. And she told herself, Elizabeth, you decided to do this, get back on the bike. And she got back on the bike and lo and behold, the, the wind that was, was against her stopped. And from that was a, the really shift in the journey. And she persevered, she did make it down to San Diego. And she could remember that when she was struggling with staying with this chemotherapy. And I would like women to remember when they went through something really tough, often when they were kids or adolescents, and life was really hard and they did it. And remember that that, that indomitable spirit that said, get back on the bike or, or stick with this is still a part of them. If they could remember it, that is their personal myth. And you know, Jean, this is where a, a circle of friends who support you in your fullness, this kind of circle, who who know your history, 
who, as it said, uh, knows your song and can remind you of it, can mirror that back to you when when we are feeling um, weak or confused or want to, you know, get off the path. And we can, that's where circles really help each other because we know, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt what geniuses we each are and what we've each come through. <laughs> right, right. And that, that this is part of our personal myth. We each, when we live deeply and authentically, we will have made it through some very difficult stretches of life. We all have had those difficult stretches of life. And if we're reminded of having made it through the last one or the one when we were a kid, we can draw from it when we are facing a new phase. And that's what people do. And it's about, as you say, using the metaphor of song. That comes from uh, Lawrence Lachon's Cancer is a Turning Point. And he, sa- he talks about individuation, about being the person you were meant to be as song. He says, we each have our own particular song to sing. The task is to find it and sing it, which is be real, be true to who you are inside. And to answer questions that only you can answer from inside. And then I speak about the notion of having an assignment, which is another way of saying individuation or personal myth, for a short stretch of it anyway. Something comes along and you have an urge to pick up up and do it. And the questions are, is it meaningful to you? Will it be fun for you? And it's fun if it uses you and draws from your talents and if you do it with others who share your values, then no matter how it's turning out at the moment, it is fun to be on this path. And the last is it motivated by love. And it may appear at the beginning to be motivated by outrage because something that you love is being trashed. And that's why you're doing this particular assignment, as I call it, or this particular part of the individuation path, or this particular part of your personal myth. And that's really what this Jungian business is all about. It is about people needing to live authentically from who they are inside. Jean, I want to thank you so much for being part of the New Dimensions Cafe today. I've been here with Dr. Jean Shinoda Boland. She's the author of Artemis, The Indomitable Spirit in Every Woman. And if you'd like to know more about her work, you can go to her website, Jean Boland. J-E-A-N, Bolin, B-O-L-E-N.com. Or you can get there through the New Dimensions website, newdimensions.org. I'm Justine Willis-Toms. I want to thank you for joining us at the New Dimensions Cafe. I invite you to please join us again. You've been listening to the New Dimensions Cafe. This series of shorter interviews features many of the remarkable guests also featured on our internationally syndicated one-hour New Dimensions radio series. To access more than a thousand hours of programs, to subscribe to our newsletters, or to become a member, please visit us at newdimensions.org.